Today's episode of One Shotting Podcast is brought to you by The Ringer.com and The Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find such podcasts as The Hottest Take Podcast, exclusively on Spotify. Is that correct, Kyle? That's correct. Exclusively on Spotify. It is, uh, what's the premise, Kyle? Tell the people. It's just, uh, it's like seven to nine minutes, I believe they said. And it's Seven just, to nine minutes. Just your hottest take. Yeah, uh, obscure numbers, but, uh, you know, that's what the people want. I think that's what uh, SEO and analytics say, seven to nine minutes. So, uh, so how does it work? You just come in. You, I, I got to prepare if I'm going to go on the show. Uh, you, uh, you just come in, you drop the take, and you leave. I mean, it's, if it's seven to nine minutes, and then people will it. either crucify you for it or uh, mm-hmm. say, "Yeah, I could see you how s- uh, we shouldn't have hot dogs in stadiums." I don't know. Oh. I don't know what it is, but it's like uh, <laughs> you step into like a, a lion's den, basically, and you're like, "Here's some meat." Yeah, and, and you die like, on the hill, yeah. and then uh, what's your hottest take? Do you have one? Or you I'm going to save it for the off chance that I actually get to go on the. I don't take. think I'm going to go on there, uh, so I'm going to share mine right now. My hottest take is that money laundering should not, you should not have to go to prison for money laundering. It should be illegal. You should be, uh, like, you, we shouldn't, um, like, it's, it's bad. You can't, you can't make it, like, legal. But you know how, like, there, there are rules in, uh, uh, is it Mexico or Germany? One of these places. Not America. So who gives a shit? They're all the same, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's, like, some law in some country where if you, like, break out of prison, you're, you, you, they don't like tack on to your prison sentence because they say like you helped us identify our no, death no, no. star window. Where no, like, they say like it's of course you broke out of prison. That's sucks. like that's it's human nature. Like you want to break out of prison. We're not gonna we're not gonna get mad at you for wanting to break out of prison. I feel that way about money laundering. My mind is always thinking about ways to launder money, which I probably shouldn't say into a microphone and right. to be recorded for posterity. But um, I feel like the the money launderers of the world. Uh, are the most creative people on earth. And we should like, we should be glorifying these people. Now, the fact that they need to launder the money, they got the money through through dirty means, right? Right. That's a problem. Like, so we can't encourage money laundering. Goes to charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like once you get the dirty money, like I want to, I would love to open a business where like I'm a money launderer and like I, I will make your money clean. That's what I want to do. You give me your dirty money. I don't know where it came from. I, I can clear my conscience. I had nothing to do with like you murdering an orphanage to get this money or whatever it sure. took. Uh, but I, I want to come up with creative ways to, so to you just don't money. think you should go to jail for doing your dream job. That's yeah. It it's is. like bank. Like, I mean, if you, if you haven't really thought about how you would rob a bank or how you would launder money, then I, I, I don't understand how I can have a conversation. Watch a movie guys. Come on. Yeah. I mean, th- these are, these are things I daydream about all the time. I and just got one, by the way. What's, what's that? I think you should be able to clothesline people who ride scooters on the sidewalk. <laughs> Just on the yes. sidewalk. Yes. Old ladies are going down left Especially, and right. These people, they're 18 years old. They're wobbly <laughs> on the scooters. They're like going over dips in the sidewalk. I think you should be able to clothesline them. Especially by the dark room as you're trying to smoke. Oh my God. Yeah. Egregious. Egregious. Yeah, that's fantastic. There we go. We should go on the hottest take. Yeah. That's a, that's a hell of an audition we just put forth there. Uh, go check that out. The hottest take podcast on Spotify. Um, You can listen to that today on One Shining Podcast. Uh, Kyle and I are answering your emails. This is, this is what we decided to do for this show. We're still working on uh, a lot of emails came through. Basically applying for the new co-host position, the empty chair that I'm currently looking at right now that that is not filled by Tate. Um, uh, we are going to eventually fill the chair, I believe. Maybe not. Maybe it's going to be a rotating cast. I don't know. I, I do know next week there is going to be someone uh, uh, that is going to be sitting in that chair. I, I'm going to reach out to a friend. Um, I have a good idea who it's going to be, but I don't want to say who because then if he has to cancel on me, um, I don't want him to look like the asshole. So, uh Anyway, we're we are we're going to fill the chair. We're going to have a rotating thing, like a, a sort of an audition, and we'll figure it out eventually. But today we're doing uh, mailbag questions, Kyle. The the this is how we decided to do this. Um, we we I I read through all the emails. I picked out some ones I like. I just basically starred them, 
And then I thought about it and I was like, should I really like dive in and, and research and really think about what I want to say with all these, or should I just be lazy and shoot from the hip? And, uh, and I'm, I'm joking about the lazy part. I it's think you're brave. It's cause you're brave. Yeah. Well, no, I thought, uh, I thought about, it, I was like, if, if you're going to like really research and dive into it, why you should just write an article. You should just do a mailbag article. Like the whole point of a podcast is you let people inside your brain free as you're trying to think about it. Yeah. It's a little free, free flowing conversation. Right. Um, so I start them all. I sent Kyle all the ones that I had starred, and then now he's going to read them to me, and then we're going to go through them, and um, that is the show today. So we're going to get to all of that. How, what, what do we decide to do with the Bordy Durham thing? We don't know. We haven't, we haven't figured Part it out. Part of me feels dirty if I say I it. I know. Can I say it and be dirty? You say it. Why not? I'll yeah, say it. you say it. Right. We're going we're gonna to get to the mailbag. We're going to get to your questions, but first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Kyle, I think I've figured out what we need to do with the uh, Woody Durham thing. Why don't we just play Tate's audio? Just have Tate say Woody Durham. Like, do we do we have to cut him a check if we do that? I don't think. I think we own all of his shit. So I think we, we're totally we own Tate. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> we will own Tate forever. Um, all right. Is it? Do, do I need to do an opening monologue? How does this work? How do, do I do I need to say anything? I mean, I went home this weekend. I guess I guess I'll start there. I mean, like I'm <laughs> I'm using Rosillo as a as a uh, a template for this. Rosillo does a little. Uh, men's lifestyle thing at the top, right? This is a, yes. this is a Ryan Rosillo move. Yeah. I went home and I just want to say this um, because uh, it just needs to get off my chest. I went back to the Midwest for the first time since I've been out here in LA, since I permanently moved out here. I get a lot, a lot of shit from people uh, when I go back home telling me I've gone Hollywood. They're not wrong, but it just, it really, really hurts, Kyle. Um, but I'm literally allergic to my hometown. This is something that I completely forgot about, especially this time of year, the ragweed, the pollen, all that's going nuts. Uh, my allergies are not activated when I'm in Los Angeles and I go back home and I'm, I was just a mess. I was miserable, absolutely miserable, snot everywhere. And uh, I guess my point is like, yeah, I have gone Hollywood, but I'm literally allergic to where I'm from. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to that suck it up. That was the most Hollywood thing I've heard I know. anyone I'm ever supposed say. to suck it up. I'm, I'm literally yeah, allergic. I'm literally I allergic. I can't deal. I can't deal with it. I'm allergic. <laughs> I've, I've developed allergies. I'm also allergic to gluten. Um <laughs> <laughs> Since I've been out here. Yeah, what if, what if I wasn't actually ever allergic until I moved out here and then I just, I've become that soft? Well, and, you know, it's sort of like I, I'm allergic to cats and my mom had a cat for my whole life. And oh, then really? I, I moved out of her house for a little bit and then I'd go back and I'd be like, holy shit, I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> and it's like for 12 years, yeah. you had me living with a cat. Yeah. It's, Come on. It's, it's insanity. I spent, <laughs> I spent 31 years of my life just basically every fall just sneezing and having puffy eyes. And I was just like, yeah, this is how life works. I could have like discovered something (laughs) if I wasn't too busy being miserable. (laughs) Anyway, uh, a lot of, a lot of comments, a lot of people, I just, I I, I just want to say your comments do hurt, but I I understand it. It's a, it's a Streisand effect thing. You know, you're, you're the Streisand effect that you can't, um, like Barbara Streisand said, please stop taking pictures of my house to the paparazzi or something. And then that made him take more pictures. Yeah. That's how I feel about me going soft is like, I, I bring it up a lot. I'm very self-conscious about it. And all it does is every time I go a back firestorm. home. Yes. <laughs> just people know people know that it triggers me. So they're just like, I don't know. They just go in on me. Um, especially my mom. She 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 does the uh, you're way too skinny. And then she gives me diarrhea um, by just giving me just meat and cheese, baby. Meat, cheese, and bread. And that's all I ever eat there. So anyway, enough about my bullshit. Uh, let's hear from the people, Kyle. Let's dive into these emails. I'm I'm turning it over to you. I gave you the list of emails that I deemed acceptable that you can read in any order you want. Um, I will let you dictate how this goes. So just shoot them at me 
and we'll go from there. All right. Well, shout out to Kevin because I think we were going to cover this anyway, but um, here it goes. Curie, curious. <laughs> Off to a great start. Off to a great start. God damn it, Tate. Curious to hear your thoughts on the California bill SB 206 passing with a 72 to zero vote last Monday. Do you see this as the monumental step towards paying players that it feels like, or do you think the NCAA will find a way to weasel out of it and get back to business as usual? Question mark. Question mark. Thank you for, thank you. It was a question. uh, Yeah. um, Giving us the punctuation there. Uh, Yeah. So we we haven't talked about this. This was like the big news in college sports. Um, Then, and and I guess Tate didn't want to talk about it. That's why he left. He was like, this is, this is way over my head. Yeah. (laughs) This is, this is a topic I do not want to touch on. Um, so yeah, the California bill passes. It's been, it, I, I would say it's not even college sports. It's elevated itself to like a real sport. I mean, when, when you get LeBron chiming in and you get Tim Tebow going on a, an impassioned rant on, on television about it, um, at this point, we've elevated ourselves to all of sports. Uh, I will say that I, I have a lot of thoughts, but I'll start with like, it's 70, the 72 nothing vote is, is pretty wild to me. It was a unanimous vote. Um, I, I, I feel like, finding 72 people to agree on literally anything in this in this world today is is pretty crazy really so that 72 lawmakers in california all said we think college athletes should be paid is 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 cool i i I am i am very much on the side of college athletes deserve to be paid i very much think that um the path to doing this is allowing them to make money off of their likeness because uh if if you're interested in taking the the approach of a salary or or anything like that uh a, a whatever, you're going to run into a ton of problems. And I think that's the one thing I always caution against people who do get, get very, very passionate on Twitter about all this is that I, I, I want to just pump the brakes and and say, do not get, um, do not get carried away with like salary talks and, and just saying like pay the players because it is a very, very complicated problem. That being said, the California thing, I think this, so California passes the law. This is great uh, because laws are laws. And the, the NCAA has to follow it. Like, whenever you're getting the governments involved, which is why we got so excited about the FBI, um, you're getting the government involved. They take they, they, they take precedence over whatever bullshit Mickey Mouse world the NCAA is living in. My concern is that the NCAA is definitely going to try to fight this. Um, there's no question in my mind. They've, they've already kind of come out and been like, they've just thrown their hands up. They're like, can someone please help us? This feels unconstitutional. I love that word, by the way, unconstitutional. If you feel like, <laughs> if you feel like something's not right, you're just like, this is unconstitutional. Just throw that I don't blanket like it. over it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you're like, well, how is it unconstitutional? Like as though the founding fathers like wrote in the constitution <laughs> about whether Zion Williamson should get, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> should be compensated for his Nike blowing out. Like what the fuck does that mean? Um, but they say it's unconstitutional, whatever. The NCAA is going to fight this for this for this reason, and 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 this is something I just want to reiterate. And it's going to sound like I'm defending the NCAA, and I so I want to start by saying I'm definitely not. I'm just trying to set the stage for everybody. The NCAA exists for two reasons. As a as a reminder, they exist for two reasons. One of these reasons is to administer uh, national championships. They they put on events. That we we college sports. The landscape said there are a lot of good teams. We have a, t- a good team out west. We have a good team in the Midwest. We have a good team in the South. We all think we're national champions. Uh, this was happening 100 years ago, and someone was like, "Why don't we actually form an organization and put all these, all these programs under one umbrella, and we can decide who's the national champion there?" Right. So that's one reason. That's one thing that the NCAA does is is, and they do it well. For being honest, like the March Madness is the one thing I think we can all agree on is is well run, is awesome. That is that is one thing that the NCAA exists for. The other thing is preserving amateurism, and um, this is a point that needs to be made because. Uh, it's something that 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 I think gets lost a lot of the time is that 
the NCAA cannot just shrug their shoulders and be like, well, if California says we have to pay players, I guess we have to play players. It, it literally goes against everything that they exist for. And I've made this point on the podcast a million times, Kyle, but this is like, this is, this is the Catholic church. I think I've made this analogy. This is the Catholic church adopting like Scientology beliefs. Like this is the equivalent would be like going to the Pope and saying, listen, in, in the eighth century, Jesus was cool. We understand that, but times have changed. Okay. Like Zeno is the guy now. So we need you to get up to date and start, start looking into these volcanoes. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, change your thing. And they're not just going to like shrug their shoulders and be like, I guess times change. We need to shit. Cause at that point you're literally undermining the entire reason you exist. So, um, in that regard, like the NCAA is going to fight this because they have to fight this. This is why they exist. Their, 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 their entire existence is to, to preserve amateurism. So that's, what does that look like becomes the question. Um, because the law says in Cali, if you're a student athlete in California, you have a right to make money. The NCAA says, no, you don't. Um, and that's where my concern becomes, uh, is, is the NCAA now going to basically say like, okay, UCLA and USC, because those UCLA and USC, if we're being honest, are the two big schools. Pay my guy, let me in California. Yeah, there you go. Um, are, 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 are they going to say, okay, UCLA and USC, uh, sure, you can pay players, but if you do, you're not going to be allowed in the NCAA. I don't know. I, that's, they're a private organization. They exist to maintain amateurism. That might be something that happens. I don't really know. Um, but I guess my point is like, my larger point is I, I don't think we as, as a, a Twitter mob should be yelling at the NCAA to start paying players. I think the solution is always going to be to basically like dissolve the NCAA and find another organization to run this shit. Because I, I just, I mean, maybe there will be a, maybe, I hope I'm wrong. I hope there is a world where the NCAA like says, you know what, we'll find, we'll, we'll allow guys to make money off their own name. But, and I, I, I don't know, I don't understand how that could possibly happen because that's exactly what they are. Then, then why do they exist at that point? Because that just goes state by state at that point. And then it's just yeah. like all of a sudden, why wouldn't everybody just go to California anyway? Yeah. But now, like, you can make money. But this is a big deal. I do think this is a big deal, obviously. I mean, this is, it's, it, it's going to be awesome. College athletes are going to be able to get paid in California. Uh, I think we still need, like, I think Texas has to be the next big one. I don't, I don't know if that would, that's even plausible, but like, if Texas does it, if, if New York does it, you start getting like more and more States. That's the path. I think that would be awesome is that all these States start doing it. The NCAA is like, well, if you're going to do it, then you cannot, you can no longer compete for the, the NCAA titles. And then all the schools are like, fine, we don't fucking want your titles anyway. If we could still play regular yeah, season, we're still going to, yeah. we're just going to be independent and we're going to schedule our own things. We're going to have our own TV deals. We're going to do our own. Th we're going to still make a ton of money. We're just not going to be able to, when we're just not going to, when we hang our banners, it's not going to have your stupid little four letters that say NCA on them. We're going right. to have our own thing. Um, and if that happens, that would, that's, that's the, that's what I want. That's what we all want. I think. That, and was, that's, was this bill like just allowing schools to pay kids to come there? Or is this like allowing you to no, be, get endorsements? It's endorsements. Vitamin water yeah. while you're playing for I can't, Cal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's vitamin. It's, it's, it's endorsements. Uh, if, if they do, um, if anyone tries to, to do the, uh, uh, salary thing, you're fucked. That's right. that's very very stupid. I Jersey sales, Jersey sales probably not. Jersey sales would be involved in the oh, wow. endorsement thing too. I think. I think oh, it's wow. just basically money off your likeness. Like yeah. if you're if you blow up and and people know who you are, you can make money off of your own name. Um, but I guess I I should say too, like it's not as much money as people think. Um, I I think you think that there's a ton of money in in selling jerseys and merchandising and all that kind of. There is for a college kid that's making zero. That's a lot of money. But it's not like 
I don't know. It's not like if Zion Williamson got cuts of Duke jerseys last year, he he would have made like fifteen million dollars. Like it's not, it's not. I oh, guess I guess you could of argue course. he could sign the the shoe deal. I don't I don't know how that would work though. Can he could he sign the Nike deal? I don't think so because at that point you're getting you're actually salaried. I don't know. Mm, it is tough, but I will say on the, on your first point about the kids, like we're I was talking yesterday how there was this great place in Positive New York that was had fifty cent wings, and like. The best blue cheese. It was a blue cheese discussion I was having yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was the best blue cheese. And we'd go there. And I'd actually ask my, like, buds to front me, like, $4 so I can get eight wings. Yeah. So if you're going to get even a small cut of that, like, that's how broke these college kids are. Yeah. Outside of even the, like, oh, you know, I'm going to try to send my mom some money while I'm out here doing college things. If it's just, like, damn, if I could actually <laughs> go out and mm-hmm. spend $8 on wings, that'd be cool. That would be very cool. That'd yeah. That'd be very cool. So. Um, I just, I, I always want to just reiterate that and and I know I'm um it's it's a lost cause but uh to 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 suggest this but um I'm very much on the side of paying players I just like any hesitancy I have or any like pushback or anytime I want to play devil's advocate I'm doing so because I think you I th- I think it's it's very very dumb to go into these debates and just yell like pay the players in all caps on Twitter and just and and not because it's a very very complicated issue. Uh the people who do think that players should not be paid it's they don't think that because they're racist. They don't think that because they you know, they're rich as shit and they just want to step all over the little guy. A lot of them do. I will say I, you know, <laughs> some some of them a lot of them probably do, but just because a guy holds an opinion that like honestly I think the players shouldn't get paid does not make him you know, like I, I think reasonable mind can come to that conclusion. It's a huge really overhaul. Do. It's a huge overhaul. Yeah. Everything has to change because that's that's it. It's like it, it, some of those people probably see all the details and like what it would take. And it's just like I, I would love for players to get paid. I would love for everybody to get paid. I would love to snap my fingers and everyone has a million dollars in the world. You know, like, but that's not how it works. Like these things, um, you need a realistic solution to it all. So I would just encourage people that like if you if you want to get involved in these discussions or whatever, try to enact change. And this is true of the whole world. But again, I realize that this is stupid because that's not how Twitter or society at large works. Um, but, but just don't come in at a place from, of, of just like screaming and yelling. And, and I don't know, D- don't do that. Like think, think about the nuance, think about the other side. That being said, Tim Tebow getting like that passionate about players not getting oh, paid man. was very weird. Yeah. I think, Didn't t- look good. I think Tebow makes a lot of good points. It's just like, why are you that passionate about it? You know what I mean? Like if he's he not like batting practice or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, my God, dude, you could have just made those points and been like, hey, listen, you know, I think, uh, you know, college is a good experience. I think, you know, you're getting an education. Yeah, like the fingers going, the yeah, finger but pointing. Like, if you get paid. <laughs> like, my God, dude. Yikes. I think that was that was the biggest problem there. But uh, no, man, like I, 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 I do see that side of it. I disagree with that side of it. But I think like I, I think you it's it's um, it does nobody you, you do nobody any favors to just like dismiss any arguments as to why players shouldn't get paid and 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 all that. I don't think you're doing anyone any favors or you're you're not helping the discussion. You're not helping enact change that way. You're you're basically just telling people you're stupid. And I don't think you are stupid because I do think college is a great experience. Like I I was a walk-on. I didn't get a scholarship. I didn't get paid. I, I was selling t-shirts. My my junior and senior year, I was selling those club trill t-shirts. We sold like I I think we ended up selling my my senior year, the senior season, we sold like 60 grand worth of t-shirts. Well, fucking t-shirts. And Basically, sixty grand that I could have had in my pocket, sixty grand, and uh, I donated it to charity because I had to because right. of NCAA rules. Um, and to that, I say just like I didn't, I didn't get any of the money. I didn't, I did. But on top of that, I didn't get a scholarship. And uh, if you're asking me, like, 
do I feel oppressed by that? The answer is, of course not. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> oh you're going to say, yeah. <laughs> of course not. Of course I'm not oppressed. Uh, it was, you know, it was because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the job I had if I wasn't for, I don't know, a lot, a lot, people make good points when they, when all that stuff, but I, but having said all that, I'm very much, pay the damn players, pay the, pay the players, Kyle. So that's, that's that. Is that a good answer? I don't know. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. We spent 11 minutes 15, on that. That's yeah. pretty good. Podcast is over. Okay. Go, uh, what else we got? All right. This is a good one. I like this one. This is from John. Please help me understand. Why is it that college football with 125 teams advertises a top 25 and college basketball with 350 teams also has a top 25? What do you think about a potential f- top 40 weekly rankings instead? Would this help the casual fan to better understand when watching games during the regular season, which teams are actually good? Oh, so just expand the top 25 to like 40. For example, a number five Gonzaga team could be playing St. Mary's, who is like 29th on Kempom. But the casual fan watching ESPN would assume they probably suck. However, 29 next to their name would make it clear they're actually watching a good game. Yeah, I think we need this for uh, uh, certainly for March or February as the NCAA tournament's coming around and you have teams that are unranked but are on the bubble. Um, there should be some sort of way to signify who's like on the bubble because you're watching the games and like, like you're saying, if it's not ranked, you just assume, is this team, how good is this team? I don't know. Um, so to have some sort of thing to be like, yeah, they're on the bubble. I'm down for a top 40. The problem is is uh, f- being ranked matters and and it's the same problem that that all these, like like college sports, we know this. It's, it's it, it doesn't love change. They don't love changing anything. It's the same thing with like golf. Like why can't guys take, why can't you use a golf court in golf, the answer is Word. because 400 years ago, when golf was invented, they didn't have carts, and we have to play the exact same game we've always played. Right. And I feel like that's that's what goes on with these polls, where it's like, no, we started with top 25. Uh, if if we start including top 40, then you start talking about like where guys. Or, or you you could be a school that says like we've been ranked. This is the first time we've been ranked in however many years. But then what does ranked even mean at this point? Because it's 40, it used to be 25. So we just have to keep it consistent. We just have to keep it at 25. I think that's what goes on. It's just like. We can't change it now because then, because there are schools and most of them are in the Big Ten that uh, brag about like being ranked. Yeah. Like once you get ranked, it's like a big deal. Like Furman got ranked last year and it was a huge deal to them. Um, and I don't know, but 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 to that point, like the same thing was true of the NCAA tournament. Like it used to mean more to make the NCAA tournament when there was only 32 if, teams or whatever and then they expanded it to 64. And, what yeah. if you have rankings, right? Top 25. Mm-hmm. And then you have like a symbol that you put if you're in the top 40, but you don't get to see where. Ooh, like well, so they, they, that way you don't you don't disparage the top twenty five guys, but you're just like, yeah. hey, this guy's like in the next forty. Put like an asterisk, yeah. So they they have the others receiving votes because they do the poll. They have the top twenty five, yeah. and at the bottom they say the teams that are receiving votes but aren't ranked. If you're one of those teams, you should get like an asterisk yeah. on ESPN when you're exactly, playing. yeah. So you're like a credible, yeah. Team. I like that. Fixed, but, I, but he's, fixed. Yeah, he's not wrong because especially with the mid majors, it's hard to tell for the average fan who a good mid major is and who isn't. And you get a team that's unranked just because they're, like you said, like, in, in the, what do you, St. Mary's as the example? Yeah. They're the 29th best team. Um, you know, a guy in a, a guy in Lexington, Kentucky, watching the Gonzaga-St. Mary's game, and he does not see a number next to St. Mary's. He probably just assumes St. Mary's sucks. It's going to be a blowout. Yeah. Why would I? Yeah. But really, St. Mary's might be a tournament team. Um, probably not because they play a weak schedule. And, yeah, anyway, that's a St. Mary's. Tate would have got that joke. Hmm. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All right. Good answer. Let's see what else we got here. Good answer. Will you, will you tell me if I have bad answers? Yeah, we I could do that. For like, you. That one was not as good. That's not a great answer. <laughs> All right. Ooh, this is a good one. Let's do a small one before okay. before this small good one. one. Who would be on your Duke basketball Mount Rushmore? I'm not going to say what this guy has, but 
Oh, he has his? Yeah, no, you want me please to say do, him? Please do. All right, yeah, CJ. I want... CJ, here's what you... I got Leitner, Hill, Battier, Hurley, and then either Heyman or Reddick. Leitner, Hill, Battier, Hurley? And either Heyman or Reddick. That's five fucking people. He has Leitner, Hill, Battier, Hurley, and then... Either Heyman either or Heyman, Reddick. Either Heyman, or Heyman from the 60s, or J.J. Reddick. Yeah. That's five fucking people, dude. No, it's not. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, and on Mount Rushmore, he has five people. He has six. Oh, so maybe he means starting five. How many people are on Mount Rushmore? What is, four, what is happening right now? How many people are on Mount Rushmore? There's four people? I'm sorry. I didn't take that trip across the country like you did. Didn't stop and look at the heads. I love this question. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, so there are four people on Mount Rushmore. All right, so you only get four, pal. He gave us his four, and then he said my fifth would be one of these other two. Yeah, All so right, we, don't get his, right. we don't get his fifth because they wouldn't be on Mount Rushmore. Who anymore. cares? All right, I'll answer mine. All right, so Duke Mount Rushmore. My God, this is going to be tough. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to have 12 on my Mount Rushmore. Um, Leitner has to be on there, right? He's He is. So I got Leitner. I got I to write this down. Um, I have Jay Williams on mine. Great, yeah. Jay Williams has to. Jay Williams is maybe the greatest college basketball point guard of all time, Kyle. I know this means nothing to you. You're right. But um, and I'm not just sucking up to him so I can get him on the, the podcast and then ask we'll him. Come why, on the podcast. Yeah, but come <laughs> on the pod. I just want to get him on the podcast and then do some gotcha journalism and ask him why he missed the free throw against Indiana in 02. Um, but Jay Williams is 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 legitimately might be the greatest point guard in college basketball history. Uh, certainly the greatest point guard of of the modern era. Um, he, the dude was unfucking believable. He, he he might be my favorite Duke player ever. He's got to be on there. Leitner has to be on there because he invented hating Duke players. Obviously, uh, there is no there is no hating of Duke without Leitner. Well, there probably still would be, but he he was the first guy. Oh God, who else were we putting on there? Um, Grant Hill. Ah, I think I got to put Grant Hill on there. But like Grant Hill, I don't I don't love Grant Hill as a as a Dukey though. Like I, Grant Hill is a basketball player, but I don't. This sounds. This doesn't make any sense, but I don't really think of Grant Hill as Duke basketball. He like transcended Duke. Bat- He's like one of the few guys from that era that like just sort of transcended the whole thing. Um, Battier, I'm gonna put Battier on mine. So Battier is, that is my third. That's oh, my okay. third. I have Leitner, Williams, Battier, and then I think it has to be Reddick, right? Like it can't be Zion. Zion was. I, it can't be any of the one and done guys. Any of the basically, if Jeff Capel recruited you, you're out. I can't okay. have you on there. Um, so I have Leitner, Will- Jay Williams, Battier. I'm gonna put Reddick. It's it's recency bias. I know. I probably need Hurley on there. I probably need. I don't know. Johnny Dawkins probably deserves to be on there. He kind of little he, Dick Grote action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the guy who said Heyman. That's a that's a deep cut. That is that is the only reason he even said Heyman was just like a, a wink at the camera. Like I know more than most people. Like it's just like a, <laughs> he picked a guy from the '60s. <laughs> I like him a lot. Yeah. So lock me in. Uh, I'm doing Christian Leitner, Jay Williams, Shane Battier, JJ Redick. Uh, like I said, recency bias on the last three. I, I probably should. I should probably have Johnny Dawkins on there, but um, those are my four. That's my answer. Well, you mentioned Grant Hill and Johnny Dawkins. Yeah. So your, your bases are covered. Yeah. Grant Hill. Grant Hill. If we're doing like best player, Grant Hill deserves to be on there. But like, I'm kind of doing Grant Hill a favor. I'm saying he, he's on his own Mount Rushmore. He's a. He's the. Here, here it is. That's my Mount Rushmore's Leitner, Williams, Batty, and Reddit. Grant Hill gets the crazy horse statue that's like five miles away that they've been nice. working on since like 1961 or okay. whatever it is. Cool. That like they said it would be done in like 1984 and it's 2019 and they're still halfway fucking oh, done with that thing. Giving Americans jobs, yeah. Titus. That's what we're doing. <laughs> that's Grant Hill. Grant Hill is crazy horse. That's my answer. Um, all right. We, we've answered like three questions. We're going to take a break. We're going to go rapid fire on the, on the next one. Uh, we're going to come back right after this. With two-thirds of guys experiencing noticeable hair loss by age 35, most guys assume losing their hair is inevitable as they age. Some don't care. Some shave their head. 
some embrace hats, but what they don't know is that there are FDA-approved medications designed to stop hair loss and even regrow your hair. That's why we are excited to partner with our sponsor, Roman. Roman makes it easy to get safe, FDA-approved hair loss treatment, all from your phone or computer. And when you go to getroman.com shining, your online visit is free. Consult with a U.S. licensed physician through their secure online platform. No awkward conversations with receptionists or reading bad magazines in the waiting room. Once your doctor ensures that treatment will be safe and effective for you, Roman's dedicated pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping and discreet packaging so no one can see what the hell the package is about. You don't have to worry about all that. If you're noticing unwanted hair loss, starting treatment early is key and Roman can help. And today, Roman is giving... OSP listeners, a free online visit at GetRoman.com slash Shining. That's GetRoman.com slash Shining. For a free visit, to get started, go to GetRoman.com slash Shining. We are also brought to you by Bombas. When is the last time you refreshed your sock drawer, folks? If you can't remember, it's probably time for an upgrade. Bombas socks are made with comfort innovations like arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed which is all socks speak for, super, super comfortable. They come in hundreds of colors and styles, making them perfect for men, women, and kids. They are the only socks that I wear. Kyle, do you, they're the only socks you wear. I was actually house-sitting for you, and I think I stole like two of them. I'll what the fuck? Them, I'll have to give them back. I'll give them back. <laughs> but the best thing about them is they have that little, the tab in the back, so that protects yeah. your Achilles. You know what I mean? So you don't rub your shit raw. This is, this, I, so you don't rub your shit. That's a great job. We'll, we'll play that on your last day like we did with Tate. Um, <laughs> uh, this the weirdest thing, and I swear to God, this is true. Um, I get I get asked about my socks all the time when I wear the bombas. It's so weird. Like I I I don't know. I'll take I'll go over to people's houses. I'll take my shoes off, and people will look at my socks, and they'll be like, "Where'd you get those?" And I say, "I had them sent to me." Bombas is awesome. Word. So yeah, it's the, I, I never ever in a million years thought people would like compliment my socks. By the way, your sock drawer is all bombas. Yeah, it's I'm I've been trying to tell people I literally only wear bombas socks. They're amazing. Uh, they have a new line of merino wool socks that are made from soft, warm, and naturally moisture-wicking merino wool. Wool? Wool. Wool. Wool? Wool. Wool. White. Wool. Quit. Where I'm from, people say, they say, well, they say wool. They're like, wool? I guess we, I guess we better That's go right. now. That's like, wool? <laughs> uh, merino wool is designed with all Bombas' classic comfort features, from keeping cool and dry on your morning run to staying comfortable in your office's freezing air conditioning. Bombas socks are ready to work as hard as you do, and for every pair of socks you buy, Bombas will donate a pair to someone in need. Bombas are what your feet daydream about. Buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash shining today and get 20% off your first purchase. It will not be your only purchase, I promise you. If you make a purchase, you will be making many purchases. So you might as well just like stock up. If you're going with your free, get the 20% off. Get, get as yeah. much as you can get because you're going to get more. That's bombas.com slash shining for 20% off. Bombas.com slash shining. Back to your emails. All right, we'll keep it rolling here. Um, again, if 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 you have a problem with this podcast, it's your fault. You should have sent in better questions. Uh, one shiny pod at gmail.com is our email address. You can uh, we're gonna bring back dirty laundry, by the way. So uh, so so save that and and um, we will ask for those questions. I don't know here in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'd rolling. say a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, one shiny pod at gmail is what it is. So yeah, if you don't like the podcast, it's your fault. You should have sent better questions, or it's Kyle's fault for not picking, for not reading the better ones. Um, Could be. Keep this thing rolling, Kyle. What what else do we have? <clears throat> All right, this one is from Thomas, Tommy boy. Talk me into Juwan Howard. I'm a Michigan alum slash fan, and I'm still not over Beeline leaving. He saved the program from being a Big Ten bottom feeder for years after the Fab Five, and made me care about Michigan basketball again. I don't want to watch basketball where we are turning the ball over and fouling at a normal rate. <laughs> 
<laughs> Beeline Ball was my favorite, so please talk me into Jawan Howard. Yeah, this is this is uh, it's it's got a it's weird times for Michigan fans. I, I think we had like three or four Michigan fans writing in similar questions of like Jawan Howard's a legend. Uh, Fab Five obviously is is invented everything there is to invent in college basketball. There would be no college basketball without the Fab Five, is is how they would have you believe it. Um, but in all seriousness, like obviously the Fab Five was a huge deal. Um, and having Jawan Howard back on campus, having him cry in his introductory press conference, all of that stuff is great for Michigan. It, it's the nostalgia thing, the member berries thing that we have going on. Uh, and, and certainly in college basketball now, you got Penny at Memphis, you got Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. Chris Mullen is not at St. John's, but I don't think anyone's even going to realize that until <laughs> for two years, probably. There's probably like Chris Mullen's probably still going to go to the games and just sit behind the bench and be Chris Mullen at St. John. Um, Jerry Stackhouse, I think, is going to end up. He's at he's at Vanderbilt, but like I'm I'm getting some vibes that Jerry Stackhouse is. I wish to God damn it, I wish Tate was here. We should talk about this. Um, I really think North Carolina, when Roy Williams retires, they're going to hire either Jerry Stackhouse or Kenny Smith. They're wow. going to do the same nostalgia thing. Um, Kenny Smith would be the great move. Yeah. Everybody is just so. In love I really with that think guy. that's what they're going to do. And and the point is, is, like this is this is the trend now. Is you, is you hire the former player. Uh, college bat, you're nothing as a college basketball program if you can't recruit. And what better way to recruit than to have a guy come in and be like, listen, when I was in your shoes, I could have gone anywhere in the country and I chose the school I'm at. You should do the same. And by the way, here's $20,000. Um, so anyway, it's a weird thing. It's a weird time for Michigan fans because under any other circumstance, I think you'd be stoked as hell to have Jawan Howard. You know, like if, if Tommy Amaker had just been fired, if this is we're, we're rewinding the clock a decade or whatever it was that Tommy Amaker was hired, and you say Jawan Howard is the new coach, I think Michigan fans would be ecstatic. They'd be going crazy. They'd be like, "This is so awesome! We're we're going back to the Fab Five era. Let's do this." Uh, the problem is that Jawan Howard is not following Tommy Amaker. He's following the greatest coach in program history, who sort of abruptly left. Um, and not only that, he he's following a guy who culturally could not be any different. I don't even just mean that John Beeline's an old white guy and Jawan Howard is a not old black guy. Um, I mean that just the way they're going to approach coaching, like John Beeline, obviously, like I don't, the guy, the guy said it himself, like John Beeline almost preferred to like John Beeline feels like he would turn down five-star guys. Like it feels like he only wants three-star guys or division three players like Duncan Robinson. And um, this is, this is how he wanted to build his program. And, he, the, the things that he emphasized are going to be very different than the things that Jawan Howard emphasized. And that is uh, where, where the concern comes, Kyle, is that when you have a great culture, and, and not to go all Mike Lombardi here, but when you have a great culture as a college basketball program and a new guy comes in, uh, ideally the culture would remain the same, and the culture is not going to remain the same at Michigan. <laughs> it is going to drastically change, and it remains to be seen whether it's for the better or for like equal or if it makes it worse. No one has any idea, and I think that's why Michigan fans are freaking out is because they're like, we love the culture that we had. We love what Beeline had done. We love that, especially coming on a time. I don't even mean to pile on the Michigan football thing. Um, I, th- this really isn't even a joke. It's uh, As an Ohio State guy, I, I, I really think this matters too, that, that Michigan football has been dog shit for a very long time. Um, and to have Beeline there building the Michigan basketball program as the football program has been floundering the last however many years at this point, uh, it, it, it really, really was important, I think, to Michigan fans to be like, listen, we suck at football. We've been a football school. We really hope someday we can beat Ohio State. But thank God we have John Beeline here because this basketball right. team is so fun to cheer for. Um, and I think they're panicking a little bit. So I'll talk you into John Howard with this. Um, as I said, you have to recruit to win in college basketball. Uh, and, and he's going to recruit well. He's beloved. Everyone who's played for him seems to love the guy. 
Uh, we, we don't know what he's going to be, how he's going to be as a head coach. He has no head coaching experience, which, which is concerning. That's right. Wait, I'm supposed to be talking to him Juan <laughs> Howard, aren't I? Forget that part. Um, but he's beloved and, and he's going to recruit well. We know that whether, whether it's a wink, wink, he's going to be dropping bags or not. Like he, I think he's a charismatic guy. I think people love him. I think like crying in the press conference, he's Michigan man through and through. He wants to be at Michigan. Uh, that much is very, very clear and it's going to resonate with people. And, and he has inroads in, in, in Michigan. And I think you start there. You say like, he's going to figure out the recruiting thing and, and that's it. So I can't really speak to the rest of it. Like, I don't, I don't know how the guy is as a coach. I don't know what his X's and O's are. I don't know what kind of basketball we're going to see out of his teams. Um, but he's going to recruit and he's going to be likable. We know that much. That is true. Can I read you two headlines? Go ahead. All right. Four hours ago from Wolverines wire, 2024 star center impressed with Juwan Howard, Michigan after official visit. And here's the other one. Juwan Howard hands out donuts and stress balls on Michigan campus. Yeah. He's likable. Exactly. And he's good at recruiting. And that's, that's, where, that's, that's all really, you need to know. That's really all. Yeah. That's all you really need for like the first, at least two years, maybe three years, if you're being generous of a coach taking over at a new job. As long as you're those things, you're good. And then your four is coming around and you're not making the tournament. Then you start scratching your head and you're like, are we sure this guy can coach? Um, but no, you'll be okay. I mean, like, if you're asking me, is Juwan Howard going to be as good as Beeline? No. The answer is no. Like, how could you? Point to any, point to how many coaches ha- ever in the history of the sport have followed the best coach in school history and done a good job? Like, even just a good job. It's it's very very rare. I mean, even current guys like like I don't know Chris Holtman's doing a pretty good job at Ohio State, but is he he, he would admit as much. Like he hasn't he hasn't scratched the surface of what that Mata did there. And obviously it's it's very early. And I I love Holtman. Um, but so so if you're asking like and and Mike White at Florida, same sort of thing. Like Mike White has a good thing going to Florida. Florida's going to be really good this year, but he's not Billy Donovan. And it's just it's very very hard. Those two guys are probably the best examples we have in college basketball right now of like following an all time legend. Um, and then on the flip side, you got like a guy like Greg Gard at, at Wisconsin who's following Bo Ryan, who I don't know, he went to two sweet 16s out of the gate, but is Greg Gard, I, I mean, are Wisconsin fans excited about Greg Gard? Because based on the emails we were getting, I don't think they are. And um, it's it's very, very, very hard to follow a guy who was the best coach in school history. Uh, just down the line, go look historically at, at, at guys who have failed at that. And in that regard, um, I think if, if you're asking – can Jawan Howard be as good as John Beeline? The answer is probably no. But does he have to be is the other question. Is that is that the standard you have set as Michigan? And maybe you have. Maybe that is the standard. And it's like, listen, Jawan, we, we made the Sweet 16 four times in eight years, but that's just not good enough for us. We're used to... We're used to going to the national title and losing. That's that's what we do at Michigan. Um, so until you give us that, uh, we're we're not going to be happy. Like maybe that is the new standard. I don't know. That's kind of what happened at Ohio State. It was like that. That's why Thad got fired. It was like. Thad set the standard so high that he couldn't he couldn't keep up with his own standard and he got fired. So I don't I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place in my answer, but uh I think Jawan Howard's likable. I think he's gonna recruit, and I think that's all you really need to know right now. And and that's reason enough to be optimistic. But they are gonna suck this year. <laughs> They're gonna suck really badly this year, I think. <laughs> all right. Um, you ready for another one? Yes. All right. This one's from John. This guy seems like he has some credentials too, so this will be good. I'm curious what you guys think of the way college basketball games are broadcast these days, specifically the announcers. I'm a play-by-play broadcaster that tries to call the game for the diehard college basketball fans, meaning that if they tune into one of my games, they've probably seen the team a handful of times before watching the game I call. For example, it bothers me when I tune into a game and the announcer will spotlight the best player and say that he or she is Team X's best player, and that's it. Well, let me tell you something, Mark Titus. That's not it. I'd like to know what makes... 
that player great and how he or she is playing recently. For instance, Mark Titus might lead the Buckeyes in scoring, but in the month of December, he only shot 20% from the floor. Give me that info. Tell me where the player is from, what AAU circles they ran in, any new personal anecdotes. This more this might seem more like a me issue, but honestly, I want to be the best broadcaster I can be, but I feel like the true diehard college basketball fans already have the surface knowledge on their mm-hmm. alma mater's players. After all that, I'm curious what you think makes a good broadcast, specifically play-by-play broadcasters. This is a good question. What's, yeah. it, what's the guy's name? John? John. Do we have his last name? Rothstein. We, R- I was going to say <laughs> Rothstein. I'm trying to think of who other Johns would be calling game. Uh this is a great question. This is a uh, uh, the big debate that goes on with uh, college basketball, how, how to cover college basketball. We struggle with it as a podcast because we get accused of only talking about the Blue Bloods. We get accused, and, and I don't understand why people say that as though they've, like, cracked the code, as though we're not, like, very open about being Team Blue Blood on here, Kyle. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's do you, do you cater to the diehard college basketball audience or do you cater to a general audience? And college basketball is a niche sport, so on the one hand – um, you do want to cater to the hardcore fans because these people that that are tuning in are like very passionate about it and watch it as much as we do. And um, you know, we want to we want to reward them. We want to give them references and jokes that only they will get and all that kind of stuff. But then on the other hand, if you're only catering to the niche audience that is hardcore college basketball, you're one shot podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's like 12 people that are listening at that point and watching. Uh, so I mean, yeah, as 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 a diehard college basketball fan, yeah, it's annoying as shit that you hear the same stories about R.J. Barrett and Steve Nash. Is that the example you use? Yeah. Um, that's that's annoying as shit. But I understand why they do it. I understand like ESPN. We we heard the same bullshit about Zion and we, we, he loves anime cartoons. How many times did we hear that last year too? Right. Um, and the Trey Young counter that ESPN does, where where Trey Young's like zero for one, and they have it, they have a stats just flashed on the screen at all times. All that kind of stuff is obviously not for diehard college basketball fans, and that's what turns diehard college basketball fans off. I do I do think, though, that if you're catering to the hardcore fans, you still would... Like, I still think that attracts a general audience. Like, that's what I'm confused about, though. So, like, I get why ESPN... I, ESPN gets ragged on the most because... But let's be honest. They're, they're, if you want to be the worldwide leader, you have to be the one that is standing on the pedestal and taking the shots. Um they they get ragged on the most. Everyone kind of does it, but uh, I understand why they do it. I just don't understand why like like you could do both. You could if you if you cater to the hardcore audience, the rest of the general public is going to catch up. Like I don't think like what, what example he used was AAU team. If you're talking about what AAU team Zion Williamson played on last year, I don't think like a general audience is going to be confused by that. I don't think if you're doing like human interest pieces and and kind of digging deeper into who these guys are instead of just the same surface bullshit. Um, I don't, I don't understand how that's going to confuse a general audience. I, I, I don't really get it. So I, 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 I would say cater to the hardcore fans. Why not? Yeah. Make, make other people catch up, you know, it's not rocket science. Like I don't tune into jeopardy and yell at Alex Trebek for not making the questions easier for me. It's like, this is too hard. <laughs> like it, they're, they're the shows for fucking nerds. Like either you're a nerd or you're not right. Like catch up to us. Like we're not going to dumb it down for you. That's how I feel about the college basketball stuff. Right. I don't know. What What do you think? Your guy, you don't really you you proudly don't watch a ton of college basketball. Proudly, so like, yeah. yeah. That's where you get all this golden insight from <laughs> me, um, from my lack of watching time. But yeah, like I'm down for what he said. Like, where's he from? Like, that's just something as simple as that. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, I'd like to know if this team is full of like good old boys from the south or whatever right. is going to happen. You know what I mean? There should be there should be a thing with I th- I think with every white college basketball player, you should they should have to uh, display it on the screen. Does he dip? 
<laughs> I think that should be that's vital information. Does yeah. he dip? <laughs> I mean, say, and I, I'm I'm all for like when Key and Peel did the Super Bowl like that year. Like I I want that's yeah. what I want. But I mean, of course, that's ridiculous. And like the whole thing would fold within a season. But like I like I I just want more. Like I, all the stuff we get right now is just. What's annoying it's to same, me? It's the same. It's the what's same. annoying to me is the broadcasters come to shoot around. So like, if you're calling a game, um, you'll you'll get to the arena. You're you're calling the game at eight p.m. Right? You'll get to the arena at eight a.m. and you're there watching shoot around. You're there talking to coaches. Getting you're some there. Sound bites. You're getting everything you need. You're like digging. And when I was a player and I saw this happening, I was like, damn, dude, they work hard. Like these broadcasters are in here like working for information, and they're gonna. But then they get on the air and they just regurgitate the same shit. Yeah. And it's and it's just like like why are you at shoot around? I don't understand. You could have just had like the bullet points printed off and just pass those around for the rest of the year. Like you could have just got the media guide from uh and, and just regurgitated some bullshit from that. And it's, it feels like they just do the same stuff over and over. I don't understand. I mean, I told I you know how many reporters I told my senior year that Evan Turner shit his pants in an elevator? <laughs> that never once came up on on the air. Not once. It's like, what are we doing? What's the point of coming to shoot around and talking to me if you're not gonna talk about that on the air? I don't understand. It's ridiculous. Makes no damn sense. And it's wrong. <laughs> what else oh, we got? Nice. Uh all right, Thomas. Uh, on your part, on the part of my take appearance, Titus went over his elite skills with those guys. One, Kyle, what do you think your elite skills are? And what do you think Tate would say his are? I'll let you go first. Oh, what do you a, think Tate would say his are? Oh my God. Uh, what, what would Tate say his are? Or what yeah. are Tate's? That's a, that's a, this could be a two parter. That's a two parter. Cause like, that's a two parter. He didn't Tate, even know it. I think Tate would be very incorrect on what he thinks he's elite at. <laughs> yeah, me too. Tate would say Instagram. Instagram stories he's elite at. Um, he would say like, uh, I, I think I think he's got a deep knowledge of rappers. Um, yeah. He, he can he can pull like, yeah, because I, I, I always see like when he'll, he'll make a comment about some rapper that I've never heard of and then I'll see it on Twitter like people are saying they've never heard of it either. I'm like, oh God, even the people that are into rap don't really know who the hell he's talking about here. Um, yeah, I don't know with Tate. That's that's a that's a great question. He's not here to defend himself, so we can what kind of say a lot. Are Tate's elite skills? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing at his own jokes. He's great at that. He's great at making you feel like <laughs> something is funny. You he know is great I mean? at that. He is great. Then the laugh is infectious. So he's got an elite laugh. He puts you that. in a great mood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he does put you in a good mood. There's that. Let, for, let's stop talking. About, I'm gonna get sad. He's not here. Screw it. Right. He's Wait, also really. He's also really good at like making it seem like something happened to him this weekend, and he'll fill you in on Monday. He's great at. Here, here's what he's great at. Yeah, is like he's great at being disheveled. He's yeah. great at like walking in and his shoes untied, and and he's like 11 minutes late to the start of the podcast, and you're like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, <sighs> yeah, it totally makes sense. You didn't answer my text on Friday. Got <sighs> it. And you're like, what's going on? He's like, it's just, oh my God, fuck, it's fine. Let's just do the show. It's fine. <laughs> it's and then you like find out later that like, I, I don't know, like his, I don't know, he needed to get gas on the way in or something. <laughs> and that like ruined his day. And he's great at that. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to listen to this. So no, I guess we can keep going. He, well, what do you elude at? Um, I tried to think about it. The one that I definitely came up with, I'm very, I'd say I'm, I'm very keen on making friends with security wherever I go. Oh, yeah. So I've seen bouncers, this in action. Bouncers yeah. for sure. I need one, maybe two visits to a bar or a place at most. Even here uh, where we work. I mean, I know all, I know all these guys. And if something ever happened, I need to get back onto this lot. You best believe I can do Such it Such a genius move. Yeah. yeah. Bartenders is... takes a little longer because you never know. Sometimes it's like a month and then, you know, you still got to leave big tips or something. But security guys... I know. What about janitors? I feel like that's as a, a former vein. janitor. As a former janitor, yes, I'd, I'd say um, 
Yeah. You'd be good at that. I'm good at that. It feels like a similar vein because like they have all the keys to get everywhere. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it'd, it'd be smart to be friends with those guys. What did Dwight Schrute say? The more keys, the more powerful the man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can vouch for that. You you are very, very good at that. And every, every time we walk by security guards, like any we can go anywhere. We're, we're exactly in we go way back. Yeah, we're in we're in Columbus at the live show and you're doing it. I'm like, how the fuck do you know that guy? You're like, I don't, dude. We just got I just got the rapport with him. You got along. God forbid some shit goes down. You know what I mean? <laughs> the other guy's getting bounced out of this place. That's all I'm saying. And it's really the 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 skill part of it is not to linger. Don't linger. Don't hang around too long. You know what yeah. I mean? And don't patronize them. You just it's just like, you know, yeah. just a relationship that, you know, grows as <laughs> As I drink. <laughs> All my best relationships are bouncers and security guys. <laughs> Safest man in that's LA. A that's a good one. Yeah. That's uh that's that's good. That's all you need. Is that's that a, it? I that's need that's, one. that's yeah. just the one. All yeah. right. The the one that I'm good at that I forgot to say on part of my thing. Um I'm good at vanity license plates. I'm good at reading them and trying to I guess there's no way to like fact check whether I'm right, but I I know I'm right. Like I can read one and it just says like like the Avril Lavigne skater boy song, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Skate, it's, spelled, it's like S K A R B Y, and I'm like, yes, yeah, a skater boy. And who knows if it says if they really mean something else? Like if that's someone's initials and like that either some, says ball stick or ballistic. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm very confident in that though. Like I, I read, I read the vanity plates. There's like a game show that that used to do that. Really? By the way, on Game Show Network, I, someone listening will know, and I'm, I'll just Google it after. But uh, yeah, there used to be a game show, and I used to watch it and guess the vanity plates. Anyway, moving on. Back to back to more serious topics at hand. Okay. Um, well, there's two of these that are similar, so I'll save the other one. How about this? From Will. Uh, on the note that the podcast ended last week about mental health, I was wondering how accessible seeking help is as a student athlete. I'm sure it's changed a bit since your playing days, Titus, but I have asked athletes at my school about how accessible mental health consultants are for their team and every one of them has said it's the same as it would be for me a normal college kid i know the nba has started to do this but shouldn't universities be more adamant about this with the added workload especially for sports like swimming track tennis etc that aren't as high profile as basketball and football yes the short answer yes uh when i was at ohio state there was there was maybe there was mental health thing i don't know and i guess that's probably the problem is i had no idea um so like a normal college kid. It was no just like idea. a normal college kid, yeah. And honestly, in, in defense of Ohio State and whatever the system was in place there, like I'm not sure I would have really cared. Like it, I, I I think it's less like are the resources available? And the real challenge is, um, f- just fighting the stigma at large to where because like if the resources were available to me, I still wouldn't have used them. I still would have been right. like I I I'm not gonna go talk to this stranger. Are you crazy? Yeah. Like that's crazy. Um. So the real problem is that why why is that going through my head? Why is it not? Because if I broke my leg, I wouldn't be like, I'm not gonna go talk to the doctor. Are you crazy? Like every other every other thing wrong with your body, you'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna go see the doctor. Well, this guy. I broke my finger and yeah. they charged me two grand for a splint and a fucking picture. So if I break my finger again, <laughs> I'm not going to talk to someone. Okay, if money's not an object, you're going to uh, talk to people. But yeah, men, like the mental health thing, I was never gonna go talk to anyone, and it's because like. I, that that's soft. That's very soft to do. That's that's what went through my head, especially so in athlete circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like that's the real thing is you gotta you gotta um, fight that stigma. And 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 I think society has come a very very long way. And uh, guys like the NBA guys speaking out about it, it's awesome. The fact that they're uh, being vocal about it, and making people more comfortable talking about it. But no man, like the resources. I don't I don't know what the resources were. There should be there really should be like a guy on every single team that's just kind of like the, the ambassador, guy. like almost. Like, I, I don't think you shoehorn him into being like the mental health counselor, but just like 
there almost needs to be like a, a player confidant. Like a lot of times one of the assistant coaches becomes this. I remember this, like we always, we always had like on the team, there's always like one assistant coach you could go to and bitch about the head coach to right. and know that he's not going to go tell the head coach. Um, you bitch about playing time or your role in the offense, it whatever it is. Uh, you need like one guy like that. that like that's his official titles. Like just come to me with whatever you got going on. Um, whether it's, yeah, you have mental health problems, your girlfriend dumped you, you're, you want the ball more, whatever yeah. it is. Like you're, you're the guy, let's talk it out. I'll give you a big hug at the end of the session and we'll go on with right. life. Um, and as far as I know, those people don't exist. So we should have those. That's, that's my, that's my fix. We should get those. All right. Um, so we're seven in, we said we were going to do eight. Um, this is one of my favorite ones. Um, I think we're going to go with Joe's question. If you could build a Frankenstein Frankenstein's oh, monster, I remember, this one. Yeah, I remember reading this one. Okay, college basketball program. What would it look like? Some categories I think would be interesting include school location, head coach, fan base. Hold on, write, slow these down. I'm going to write these down. Okay, L- location, location, head coach, head coach, fan base, fan facilities, facilities, conference, conference, mascot, uniforms, program prestige. If you know what that means. Academics, that's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And cheerleading squad. Okay, these are getting to be a stretch, but you get the idea. This is a great question. Thank I you, love Joe. this question. So the premise is we're building a Frankenstein college basketball program. And we're starting with location. So I was going to, this is a, this is a great example of the question that I read, and I was going to take a lot of time and research and really think about it, but I thought it'd be more fun to shoot from 100% there. more fun and, for and, this one. Yeah. And and you can you're involved with this one. This is a team effort, Kyle. So you can chime in if you if you agree, disagree. This is one whatever. of the only ones I'm qualified to help. With, yeah. So. so location here. The first thought that comes to mind when you're thinking of location for a great program is like the beach. You're thinking yeah. Pepperdine at Malibu. You're thinking like Hawaii, but that's a problem. We've we've said this on the podcast a lot. Um, we're trying to actually build a successful college basketball program. Correct. You do not want distractions. Um, but you also don't want to like. No offense to Syracuse. I, I I love Syracuse. Love your fans. You're you're an upstate New York guy. Been to Syracuse once or twice. Um, I mean, if we're picking locations, probably not picking Syracuse either. You got to find the happy medium of yeah. Life. You don't want the lake effect up there, yeah. right? I mean, so my thought, and maybe I'm just saying this from my experience uh, going to Ohio State. Uh, I thought it was really cool to have a college in like a big city. Like I know mm-hmm. Columbus isn't. You know, it's not LA or New yeah, York. We've but, talked about this. Yes, I know. <laughs> Kyle, as an aside, Kyle last week, I told him I was going back home to the Midwest. I was flying into Columbus. And uh, via that discussion, he said the phrase, Columbus is a lot like Poughkeepsie. And Word. I, yeah. And I, I about flipped the table Spot over. Spot the lie, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Spot the we lie. got Marist. I mean, what do you guys got to Ohio State? Um, I think having a school in a big city is awesome. Um, because it, it's it's kind of rare if you think about like the best college basketball programs that are usually usually pop out of nowhere off of yeah, fucking Lawrence, I-90 Kansas or, or yeah. Lexington, Kentucky or yeah. Um, so I think like get it, we we want a major city, but not too major. We don't want LA. We don't want UCLA. We don't want uh, uh we don't want St. John's in New York. That's too much because no one gives a shit about you. Yeah. Um, which is why I, I I've arrived at this too. So so basically to me it's like Ohio State, Columbus was great. I I love that idea. But then the other the other one that's even better, I think, is Austin, Texas. That's great. I, I think Texas has to be the answer. That's great. For location. You have the, you have good weather. Yeah. You have uh you're the only show in town. It's a big city. It's a great city, a fun city. Yeah. Um it's Not great super for humid. Yeah. It's great for recruiting. Like you can bring recruits there and they're like, wow, this is a fun city, but it's also like a great city to live in. But there's also not too many distractions. It's the right balance, I think, of things to do for the recruits, but not too much. You don't want them going to the beach every day. You don't want them. Mm. 
chasing too much tail. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, I'm that's down my, with Austin. That's my, all right, so I'm locking it in. So we got location in Austin. Texas is my location. All right, so what else? Head coach, Tony Bennett. Next question. <laughs> it has to be Tony. Did you see this man? You fucking, you got a raise and you gave it back. <laughs> what, I mean, are you shitting me? It's Tony Bennett. No, nobody does it better. It's got to be Tony. Um, still has not said no to the UCLA job. That's a little concerning, but uh, he gave money back, Kyle. I know he did. It's it's a he said he's blessed beyond his means or something. What did he say? Like he has more than he ever needed. Yeah, you know what the best part is is that he's now set himself up to. Uh, he can be the one guy that that does say that players shouldn't get paid. Now he could come out and say it. he's got look, that in the back. Look, he's look like, at me. He's like, look, I get my money back. I don't know what else. Nice. What else you want from me? Which, by the way, I should have made this point earlier when we were talking about that. My big thing with uh, like I actually think the NCAA. I've I've said this many times. I just want to reiterate it. I think like paying players. I don't think you necessarily need to pay players. Uh, that's never been the problem. The problem is always that the coaches make a shit ton of money. I just, I just want to reiterate that. That like, it, it th- that's the frustrating part to me. I think like so the people that say like don't pay players, th- they're not wrong because I kind of agree with them that like if if the coaches were all making like two hundred grand a year, and that was it, and every every like no one, there's not a single soul on earth that made more than like two hundred grand off of the players. Mm-hmm. I don't think paying the players like I, it I don't think be it's a that problem. big of a, it wouldn't yeah. be that big of a deal. I said like Nick Saban's making seventeen million dollars or whatever. Yeah, it is. that's that's yeah, the egregious, that's, the, that's yeah. the issue. But Tony Bennett's doing his part. He's giving back. Uh, what was the next thing? So we had fan base. Um, this all right, tricky. we can pick any fan base for our program. We want. I think it has to be Kentucky. I don't want it to be Kentucky because Kentucky's like those fuckers travel though. That's why it has to be Kentucky. They will go anywhere. They will. They anything you do, anything you need from them, they will deliver it. Um, I think the fear with Kentucky is that you have to apologize for their behavior. And I know this, like, like Kentucky, Kentucky basketball is Ohio State football fans. Like I, I went to the Ohio State Indiana game and and I spent a lot of time just like turning to in my Indiana, the friends I was with that, that are Indiana fans. And I'm just like, I don't know, dude. Because like, they point they point out Ohio State fans. There's one guy there wearing a LeBron James yeah. custom made <laughs> LeBron James 23 Ohio State football jersey. LeBron yeah. did not go to Ohio State. He did not play football. Right. He would have been a great tight end though. He turned his back on Ohio twice. Right. I'm like, my God, like there are three layers of just absurdity of yeah. this jersey be there. Um, so I'm I'm saying this I'm saying this from a place of love, Kentucky fans. Don't be mad at me. But uh, obviously, there are a lot of crazy Kentucky fans. I think the fear would be like you would have to spend a lot of time defending yourself and be like, oh, well, that's those people yeah. in our fan base. That's not me. They're just kind of crazy. But I think like if you want a great, pro- you have to have that. If you want a great program, yeah, we have Kentucky to have fans. The, I'll agree on we that. We have too. to have the insanity of the Kentucky fans. So I'm saying Kentucky. All right, what else we got? Facilities. facilities. It's got to be Nebraska, right? They got the world famous facilities down there. Um, I've never actually seen them. Neither uh, have I. How can uh, we, how uh, can it be uh, that? But that's what that's that's the one thing is you talk you bring up Nebraska basketball in front of anybody that knows anything. There's like facilities. They just say that over and <laughs> over. <laughs> facilities. That's their um, that's their NCAA um, commercial when they're in the games. Nebraska. That's why Tim Miles still lives out there, dude. He's just like trying to sneak into the facilities. He's just trying to like. <laughs> He's doing the, uh, the, the uh, yeah, the Dave Chappelle scratching his neck. Y'all got any more of them facilities? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, what, what does facilities mean? I mean, it means like it means just like obviously locker room. Like, locker rooms, it, and it stadiums, has to be right? stadium. Yeah. So let's go with stadium. So, so as let's a fan, it has to be the the best arena. Yeah. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna want to hear me say this, but I think it's Assembly Hall. I had a fucking fantastic time walking around Assembly Hall. I love this. It's like brand so new ish, right? Purdue fans are mad at me because they're gonna say, "What about the bathrooms? What about the bathrooms in Mackey? Mackey no, has it's Frankenstein. Bathroom. Why couldn't we just? Why can't we dude. take Purdue's it is true. bathrooms Purdue's. and Assembly Halls? I did say on this podcast, I have to stand by it. I did say that Purdue has the best arena. Just yeah, everything I did. So it's, it's it has Purdue. to be Purdue because right. Purdue. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this point again. 
the thing about Mackey Arena is there's not a bad seat in the house. Uh, it is, it gets loud as shit. It has, it's like the right, it, it, it has enough people to where it feels like very intimidating if you're on the road, but it's not so many people that it's like egregious. Like sure. a, like like Kentucky's arena or Tennessee's this has a similar feel. Ohio State has a similar feel. It's like, why do we need all those people all the way up at the top? That's too much. We're, we're, in, too a, much. we're in Columbus. Um, and then I made the point about the bathrooms. They do have clean bathrooms. They have great bathrooms. The parking situation at Mackey, I've, I've never had like, it, it's never hard to get out of Mackey Arena uh, as compared to other arenas. That's great. If I can take an emergency yeah. shit and then also get out easily and in a great stadium, what else is there? So Phantom aside, like if you could take Mackey Arena and just like replicate it all over the country, um, I think a lot of, yeah, I, I'm, I'm picking Mackey Arena. I think Mackey is a perfect fan experience arena. So I'm picking Mackey. Conference has to be ACC, right? Yeah. We definitely want to be in the ACC. We want to be um, talked about. Yeah, yeah. We can we can make that one pretty quick. Mascot, uh, shit, dude. I don't know. Mascots aren't really a thing in basketball, I don't think. Like I want they, a guy with a are, sword. But, I want a guy with a sword. Like to the USC Trojan? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. I like the Spartan. I like... Uh, I think mascot like mascots are they obviously exist in basketball, but I always I always think of mascots with like the only mascot I think basketball wise is Duke's guy because he, he puts the tape on his what about forehead the Syracuse and he serves. Or, what about the Syracuse guy? What the orange? Yeah, doesn't he come out? No, I don't. I, like there are mascots. There, everyone has like Ohio State yeah. has a mascot. Like Michigan State, they there are a ton of mascots. It's just they just kind of sit off to the side of the court. They're not really they're kind of like staying out of the way. Whereas yeah. football guys just walking around the side of the field like yeah. just carrying on. Um, so it's hard to think of of. I know who I'm not picking for this one. I'm not picking Purdue. Purdue Pete skips leg day. You seen this guy? No. Purdue Pete? It's just like, look up, look up Purdue Pete. It's just like a fucking normal person that puts on a massive head and makes his arms look big, but then he's got chicken legs and it, it looks so stupid. <laughs> Purdue Pete's a horrible oh, mascot. Okay. Purdue Pete, the drawing, the drawing of Purdue Pete's cool. Yeah, but yeah. the the actual guy walking around, it's like it just looks like he skips leg day. It's like he looks like he's about to like do a ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. He looks like a like a murderer. He's got the big bug eyes. Too. All he did was just put a head on, and he's gonna go kill people. All right, so I'll I'll let you pick. Uh, Sparty, you want Sparty? I I think Sparty's a good one. I yeah, think he's uh, a badass dude. I like him. I think the Duke the Duke one we got to give a shout out. Although we we're not supposed to love Duke. Uh, yeah. Tate, Tate would be mad if we picked Duke. But I, I I mean, you think about like Duke. They puts the the problem is that the the shit he puts on his forehead is always so corny. But I do like that the... Do you know what I'm talking about? You're not aware of this. You're Googling it. Duke puts like... He puts like a masking tape on his forehead and then he'll write like UNC, more like UNC you later. Okay. And they'll like write that on his on his forehead. And you're like, damn, dude, this is a big game. This is a big rivalry. No love lost here. Um, I can't pick Duke. Let's pick Sparty. Let's just pick Michigan State. Or is, okay. that, is that... Yeah. I like Michigan State. I'm trying to think of who else we could who else we could have. Yeah. We'll do Michigan State. Wait. Is Dartmouth... Have a keg? Wait, wait what? <laughs> Dartmouth College mascot. Let me just Google this real quick. All right. Look that up. <laughs> um, moving on, as you're looking up the Dartmouth keg. It says it's keggy the keg, dude. All right. I don't know. F- fuck it. Let's do the keg. Okay. I'm, leaving, I'm leaving the mascot to you. This is, for your... the par- this is for the party school aspect of it, right? All right. And then uniforms. Um, I think North Carolina has to be the answer here. I love uniforms. I love their Argyles. Their, their baby blues. Um, I'm not even saying that to make Tate happy. Um I think I think North Carolina. I genuinely do think North Carolina and Indiana have the two best uniforms. And but Indiana's Adidas now, and, and I hate Adidas. So I can't. You think Indiana, Indiana has the best uniform? Well, I love the. It's just classic, dude. Like you can, it's the exact same. They have no. It's very very plain. It's like Alabama football. I love and Penn State football. I love that. I love how boring it is. It's timeless. It's like we have the same uniforms we had in the '40s when we won our last national title. <laughs> 
what it feels like at this point. Um, Big fan of Oregon's uniforms, just because they can be. They've been so many different yeah. things that it, you just like you pick that scheme, you can have like twelve, yeah. twenty different colors. Yeah, I know, but that feels like they're trying too hard. They they want you to pick them. You know what I mean? Like they're they're in the class and they're like, all right, it's time to pick out the best uniforms. And they're like, ooh, 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 me, 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 me. It's like, dude, sit the fuck down, dude. We're like, we'll get to you. You know, like that's Oregon with their uniforms. All right, okay. So I'm going. I'm going North Carolina because I I would probably if Indiana was still Nike, I'd probably pick Indiana. But uh, I, I'm I'm going North Carolina because I can't. I I hate the Adidas shit. So all right, we'll put UNC down there. What else we got? Program prestige. What would you even define that as? Um, like your history. Yeah, you know, you know what I think I'm I'm picking with this one. I'm picking Kansas. I'm gonna okay. say this because Kansas, I've been to Fog Allen one time in my life, and that place did not feel like a basketball arena. It just felt like a museum. Um, it, it James Naismith obviously did invent the game, and he coached there, but uh, it feels like he did not invent the game there. But it feels like he invented it there. Like it okay. feels like you're walking around. It feels like a half court is where James Naismith. Like was was sleeping when he he had the dream of like basketball. <laughs> the apple yeah. hit him in the head. Yes, the, <laughs> the apple hit him in the head. Fell from the peach basket right there in right. Lawrence. Um, so I I love that prestige, and I, I, that's how I'm interpreting this category. Is just like it feels like like yeah, other schools have won more titles, other schools have whatever better, but we will always have. James Naismith here at Kansas. We will always have Wilt Chamberlain. Um, it feels like it feels like Kansas started playing basketball like sixty years before every other program in the country. That was that was my takeaway from visiting Fog Allen. So I'm picking Kansas as my program procedure. And on top of that, they are one of the best programs every year. So there's that. What else we got? Like cheerleading? Is that one? Uh, of them? Academics. Academics. UNC because they're untouchable, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, academics. You want? Okay, let's think about this. I think you want good academics because I was thinking, let's just go shitty academics. Let's just pick like the shittiest school yeah, to get the best players it. in. Yeah. But then you don't want, like, you want to have some sort of pride. So I think it's kind I, of an engineering school. Yeah, like Georgia Tech or something or Purdue. Um, I don't know, dude. I like yeah. Georgia Tech. I like the sound of Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's good. Yeah, Georgia Tech's a good one because I think you want you want a program that uh, you you want academics that are good but aren't necessarily so good that 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 overshadows everything like you don't want northwestern you don't want stanford you don't want harvard yeah nerds that's the thing that people think of first you yeah. want like a michigan where it's like everyone knows michigan has a good school but a couple nobel prize come coming out of there yeah. right but the basketball program can always like kind of a there's a world in which it can eclipse the the academics so i like the idea of georgia tech nice georgia let's do georgia tech and then cheerleading easy howard howard cheerleaded yeah i dig that google them Oh, I'm a well aware. I've been to a, I've been to a Howard game. Okay, believe it or not. You, just, you want to lock in Howard? I want to lock it. All in. right, all right. I was going with a different. I was going like Florida State or Arizona State for obvious reasons. Because mm, you could see him at the parties. Yeah, yeah. Because big uh, party school. You can see him on the internet a couple years <laughs> as well. <laughs> I was uh, I was thinking that as well. But uh, Howard, I, Howard, I dig Howard. That's a great answer. Good. That's a great. So to recap, here's our, here's our Frankenstein basketball program that Kyle and I just created. A school is set in Austin, Texas. Tony Bennett is our head coach. Our fan base is basically Big Blue Nation. Um, we play in Mackey Arena. We are in the ACC. Our mascot is a keg, the Dartmouth keg. We wear North Carolina's Argyle baby blues. We have the prestige of Kansas where we invented the sport and we're better than you. Uh, our cheerleaders are Howard's cheerleaders and we are an engineering school like Georgia Tech. That's a hell of a program. Hang the banners, let's dude. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I like that question. Great. Who, who asked that question? Give, let's give him a shout-out. That was again. John. That's right? a great question. Was it John? That was Joe. Damn it. Good job, Joe. Or Good John. Good job, Joe. 
That's a great. That's a great question. I like that one. That we is got, we got one. any more? Or you just want in on that? We went in on that, but there was one other one that I remember. All right, this is perfect. Great way to end it because you'll right. probably get pissed off because you have to say it again. But I am interested. Ian asked, "What are your thoughts on storming the courts? Oh my Has God. your perspective <laughs> changed from playing to now? Should there be a criteria on when storming the courts should be done?" <sighs> Storm, storm the courts. Just storm the Always courts. Storm the court. Always storm the courts. I get. I will say, as I've gotten older, how big does the victory have to I be? Don't, like anything? No, 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 no. I, I, I will always be just storm the courts whenever you want. I'm, I'm becoming a little more um, willing to hear the other side of the story because I get older. I, again, I'm becoming more soft. Uh, I don't have kids, but I was just home visiting my niece and my nephew, and you know, I start thinking about what if they're. 12 and they're at a, a basketball game and someone's, you know, like, so I understand where like people are coming from. It's like, I never really thought about it, but that could have been me. That could have been my like daughter. Some 250 been, pounder yeah. hiding a flask yeah, in his yeah, pocket, yeah. Like, just ready to. <laughs> so I understand, like, as I've gotten a little older, I understand like people become like more sensitive and scared and, and delicate. And like, I got to protect my family, my loved ones. And then you start becoming more, you, you start having more compassion and empathy for, for other people. Fuck all that. It's college basketball. Storm yeah. the goddamn court. Just storm the court. Like, who cares? Yeah. Make Sports Center. Come yeah. on. If you don't, it, like, it, don't go to the game if you don't want to get trampled on. If you don't want to get Mufasa, the back. <laughs> don't go to the game. It's that, you know, <laughs> sit in the back. Like, have a pretty good idea. Like, if the game is close and, and you're at Assembly Hall and they're playing the number one team in the country and IU is up by three and there's a minute left, I don't know, maybe get the hell out of the way. Like, yeah. maybe you start looking for the, I don't know. That's my, that's, I, I will always say storm the court because, uh, it's it's always worth it, and 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 it doesn't matter. That, certainly, the only the only issue I would have, like the only the only thing I would entertain about not storming is like the safety part of it. Of, of you know, like the the Iowa. Maybe the, there could be a storm section. Yeah, I yes, maybe there's only one section that can storm. I will I will always uh, uh I I will entertain the uh, safety part of it, but the the part about like you should only reserve it for a uh, if you're if you've never won a national title or if you're beating a tie, it has to be a top 10 team or all those, fuck all those rules. Who cares? Yeah. You could be, you could beat a team that's a division three team. And I'd say storm. Yeah, make your players feel good. Yeah. Right. Who cares? It's fun. It's f- every single time it happens. It's fun. I, I think we should start a storm the court at um, Northridge because I mean, yeah, not a lot of, not a lot of like those yes. seats are, are not filled. Do you want to go to a Northridge game this year? And, and you and incite, I storm the court a, inside us. You're friends with the security guards. Yes. So we're not going to get kicked That's out. Right. We're That's not right. going to get kicked out. That's right. Let's you do and it. I just storm the court. It's a two man storm. Yeah. Yeah. This I love great. it. Um, always storm the court. That is, that is that, uh, any other questions that, that are worth talking about? Uh, I mean, just we hit it nine. It's like 70 minutes. We'll in. do 10. Do one more. Do wrap one wrap more? it up. One more. We'll do one more. I'll make it quick. Okay. Just for, for even sake, just to get the double digits. I scored nine career points. It haunts me. Every day, Here of my it comes. Life. I want to get to 10. Dave, please sell me on the buzz cuts this year. Losing <laughs> half basically means half the team statistics left. Can Brad carry the team to finish in the top four in the Big Ten? I will not, I will not sell you on the buzz cuts. There, uh, um, I will say though, Brad Davison and I have been uh messaging back and forth on Instagram about we're, we're fishing, we're both doing a lot of fishing. Basically, I just went fishing, caught a bass. Tag Brad Davison in it, and then he was like, and then uh, I said, I said, come get some, Brad. He DMs me, and he's like, oh, I got something for you this weekend. And then he catches like this, I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck, like this massive fish, and and sent it to me. And uh, we've started a little rivalry fishing. He's kicking my ass at that. So um, I don't know what I don't know if that answers the question. It definitely. I don't does think not. it answered it but, at uh, all. I did say he's going to come on the podcast, so I'll let him. Do, I'll save that. I'm, we're going to have Brad on. I He'll think the premise. 
the premise is this. We're going to have Brad on, and we're going to have him basically preemptively apologize to all of America for the shenanigans he's going to pull this year. But uh, <laughs> I I think the thing, the one thing I would say about Wisconsin, I kind of hinted at it earlier. Greg Gard has to be the guy who's most on the hot seat that is like not being talked about as being on a hot seat for some reason. Hmm. Maybe he is, and maybe I'm just not seeing it, but like, Greg Gard, are we sure? As a, I'll, Greg Gard has a... I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way, Kyle. Um, if Steve Alford was hired, it's, it, Steve Alford, all the problems with Steve Alford aside, the Pierre Pierce thing, like however you feel about Steve Alford, the, the man. Steve Alford, the head coach, if he was hired at Wisconsin, is he an improvement over Greg Gard? I think the answer might be yes. And I think I'm, as I'm hearing myself talk out loud, um, I realized, I, I think I've just created a new standard. If Steve Alford, like, <laughs> this is how you know you should fire your coach. If you're asking yourself, like, would Steve Alford be an upgrade? You should probably fire your coach. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good – he's like the Mendoza line of coaches. And so you he's put like, that in the, in the yeah. inside of those marble notebooks as like yeah. one of those metrics. Like Steve <laughs> Alford is not a bad basketball coach at all. He's 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 more on the good side. But like if you want to be taken seriously as a, as a national contender in college basketball and the current coach you have is not as good as Steve Alford, you should probably fire your coach. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> And Greg Gard – Probably not as good as Steve Alford. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, that's cool. This, this is okay, right? This that's is good. Bad. This is great. Uh, next week, we're going to have someone in here, though. We're going to have a, a, a friend of mine, a personal friend who uh, covers college basketball. Hopefully, um, it's the guy I'm thinking of. If not, um, I'm going to have someone that I... I and Dockage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if not, I'm going to have someone I kind of know, and I'm just going to pretend is a really good friend of mine. Um, so we're, we're going to do that next week and 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 try to make it like more of a normal show and just try to have some fun with it and get back into the swing of things. Uh, appreciate your patience with all this. We're trying to figure out this post-Tate world. I know. Just as much as you guys are. <laughs> that being said, oh. send in your dirty laundry. Yeah, send in now. your dirty laundry. Send it now. Dude, we, uh, I forgot to do this uh, uh, I last for last show. So I texted Tate and asked him, do you have any last words you want to share with the audience? Um, and I was supposed to read this last week and I forgot to. So I'm going to do it now because I just remembered. His statement was this. Friends of the program applaud. The comedy is finished. So Beethoven's last words were friends. Friends applaud. The comedy is finished. That's like apparently what Beethoven's last words were. Oh, so it's really? Like, yeah. This is, Tate's a nerd, dude. Tate's valedictorian. He's a fucking nerd. Yeah. But that was pretty funny. I that read was that. I was, I, was, I was dying. Friends of the program applaud. The comedy is finished. Basically, uh, the show's not going to be funny anymore. That's what he yeah, pre- pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yes. As, as this uh, proved, this show. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, in the meantime... Um, I don't know. How do I sign off? I don't really know how to sign off anymore. Fuck. See ya. <laughs>